Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Happy Friday, Edwin. Finally. It's finally Friday. <laughs> November 19th, the year of our Lord 2021. <laughs> You keep doing that. Well, I want to make sure that you know we're all lined up, right? <laughs> it's 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 we, on we my want the console saying it too. It's on the console that it's November nineteenth. We're so glad that you joined us for text talk today. Check out the show notes because there's all kinds of great links to information about the program, about Livingston Church. If you're in the Tampa area this weekend, uh, we hope that you'll come by and worship with us on the Lord's Day at Livingston. The website is christiansmeethere.org, but hit the link in the show notes. We make it easy for you. We do. And you make it easy for us when you share this podcast with others, rate it and review it. We love that so much. So it's Friday. Last conversation in Matthew 11. We've been going through Matthew 11. Probably got one little uh, paragraph here to read and to discuss. Matthew chapter 11, verses 25 through 30 from the English Standard Version. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I love to read this and and particularly to think about the last couple of verses, the invitation of Jesus to come to him and to have rest. But before I do, as you're reading at this time, I... In my mind, I was I was seeing a connection to some of the things we were talking about yesterday. Okay, particularly this Do elucidate business of around verse twenty six, um, or in twenty seven. Uh, no one, no one knows the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal Him. It seems like it's absolutely the Lord's will to reveal the Father and the will of the Father and the word of the Father to the people. My connection is this. We were reading yesterday where Jesus is rebuking, pronouncing woes upon cities, where he's doing mighty works, Chorazin, Capernaum, etc., and they do not repent. Mm -hmm. Here is the Lord trying to make known through mighty deeds and teachings his father and the way of the father and there's people who are not responding so how does this work together (laughs) okay so look at verse 27 leading into verse 28 okay all things have been handed over to me by my father and no one knows the son except the father and no one knows the father except the son and anyone to whom the son chooses to reveal him come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest I think what happens, especially when we're having discussions with folks who are Calvinists who want to come to this passage and say, oh, look, we only know Jesus if he reveals himself to us. So Mm -hmm. only people are saved if Jesus revealed himself to them, which means all the lost people, Jesus didn't reveal himself. himself. and, And it's all about being chosen before time. But 
that completely misses the flow. Let's, what, what would happen if we removed the verse numbers and we're just reading this as Jesus talking? He says, you only get to the Father. You only know the Father through the Son who chooses to reveal him. So come to me. He's, you're ah. not going to know the Father unless I reveal him to mm-hmm. you. So, so come to me. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you the opportunity. To and know the Father. Who does Jesus choose to reveal the Father to? The people who come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. It is up to me to come to Jesus. Jesus is not saying, if I choose to reveal the Father to you, you will come to me. He is saying, I'm the only one that can reveal the Father to you, so you need to come to me. I think you're on to that. And maybe that helps us understand why it is the wise and the prudent can't seem to perceive these things, receive these things. But the the babes, the novices, the youths, they can. This is, yes, absolutely. Because the wise and the prudent, and of course, nobody can see that we're using the air quotes Right. On wise and prudent. One day, perhaps one day. No, never. Wise and prudent, (laughs) because it's not the truly wise and the truly prudent. It is the people who are puffed up with their own wisdom, Mm -hmm. who think too much about their own wisdom. It's like Paul talking in the first few chapters of Corinthians of those who were wise according to the world's standards. Wise in this age. And the, the problem is these are folks that believe they can know God in some way separate from Jesus. I am wise and I am philosophical and I can make all kinds of arguments. And look, I'm not saying that there aren't philosophical arguments that Mm -hmm. help us understand Mm -hmm. God. I'm not saying that at all. I think there are. And I think that we can find some great discussions about the nature of deity in philosophical arguments. But what Jesus is pointing out is you're not going to know God really through your philosophy. You're not going to know God really through your logic and your reason and your rhetoric. The only way to know God really is through the Son, Jesus Christ. Through revelation. And through him crucified is the way Paul puts it. It's it's through seeing Jesus and him crucified and resurrected Mm -hmm. and his teaching that we truly know Jesus. And I think there's something important here. What that means is sometimes my philosophical arguments I might think are logical and reasonable and sound, and that's the ultimate basis for whether or not I believe in God and the kind of God I believe in, what Jesus is pointing out is, look, God is what God is, and God has revealed himself, and and if you could have figured out who God is through your philosophy, he would have left you up to just philosophy. Mm. If you could have yeah. understood who God is just through your own theological thinking, God would have left us, left us up to that. But God understood we can't know him as he is apart from revealing himself. And he has revealed himself through Jesus Christ. So if you want to know God, mm-hmm. the only way to know him is to go to Jesus. And Jesus is offering that invitation. He's not telling us who's going to respond to the invitation. He's telling us why we should respond to the invitation. You can't know the Father except through the Son. And Jesus, the Son, wills to reveal him to anyone who will come to him. It's kind of like saying, look, you can only have a million dollars if you come knock on my door. So come knock on my door. I'm not I'm not saying whoever I give a million dollars to is the one who's going to knock on my door. I'm saying whoever knocks on my door gets a million dollars. This is an illustration. It's Mm -hmm. not true. I don't have a million dollars. I'm not giving anybody a million dollars. Illustration. Jesus is not saying... (laughs) 
Are those more air quotes you're doing? A million <laughs> no dollars? Quotes. Yeah, yeah, million dollars is in air quotes. <laughs> I am not air quoting that I don't have it. <laughs> okay. Okay, the, the, the point is Jesus is saying, knock on my door and I'll reveal the Father to you. And I'm the only one who can. But I am freely offering this to you. You can know the Father, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, but you have to come knock on my door mm-hmm, is what Jesus mm-hmm. is saying. What I appreciate also is this distinguish between the uh, puffed up, as you mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. And then the novices or the babes. Because John the Baptist and where this chapter started had a message, had a mission and message. He was supposed to be turning the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers. It was about coming back to a innocence and an acceptance and appreciation of God and not thinking higher of ourselves than we ought. That when I have pride, I don't come to Christ. I, I'm proud. I don't appreciate that I am weary. I'm tough. I can keep moving. You know, I, 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 can, I can do this all on my own. I'll white knuckle it. I'll figure it out. Yeah. But the child, the humble one, can say, no, I need a savior. I need rest. I need help. I hope I'm not taking this in a different direction from what you're leading to, The but you're highlighting that use of child. In this chapter, we recognize that not all children behave the same way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not that if you are a child, you're automatically humble, because he told the parable about the children in the marketplace <laughs> who, who actually thought themselves very wise. They were fickle children. They were yeah. fickle and, and a little bit uh, stuck on themselves yeah. and their rules and how you play the game. And we played the flute, so you're supposed to dance, dance, dance. I don't want, I'm not going to dance because that's not what God has called me to do here, is John saying. Correct. I'm, I'm going to stay out here in the wilderness, and I'm going to preach this gospel of repent because the kingdom is hand. Oh, he's got a demon. He's got a demon. He's got a demon. Um, you know, and they're saying to Jesus, hey, you need to mourn. We're, we're playing a dirge now. It's time to act like you're at a funeral. And Jesus is, I mean, what did they yeah. say to him? Why aren't you fasting? I'm, Correct. I'm not yeah. fasting because I'm the bridegroom. We're yeah. at a wedding. Yeah. We're not at a funeral. I'm not going to play by your rules. But here are children that that mm-hmm. are acting like they are the wise ones who get to establish the rules mm-hmm. versus the children who appreciate humility, who understand I don't set the rules for how the world works. There's there's someone else that I need to surrender and submit to. And that's where actual true heavenly wisdom is. Earthly worldly wisdom. And this this Man, this is something that resonates with me in James chapter 3 when James talks about earthly wisdom versus godly wisdom. Yeah. And the wisdom that is not from above, the wisdom that is full of uh, jealousy and selfish ambition and competition that says, I, I know how to get ahead. I know how to get ahead. I know the rules and I know the way this and, and, and I'm competing with you, which, man— you know, I've I've struggled with that throughout my years and reading James three because he says that kind of wisdom mm-hmm. he says it's earthly. Yeah, it's unspiritual. Yeah. You remember what his last description is? Demonic. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That that has that's something that's in my head all the time thinking about the difference between the world's wisdom and God's wisdom. The wisdom that's from above is pure and impartial and sincere and full of mercy and good fruits and righteousness and peace. It's it's a wonderful wisdom that. You know, when we live in that wisdom, it ends up being vindicated by its deeds, by its children, by its fruit, by what it produces. And this is exactly yeah. where we are. And what we have at the end of the chapter then is Jesus' invitation to know him, to know the Father. Interesting imagery here with a yoke. 
Yeah, my yoke is easy, he says. My burden is light, which is an interesting statement considering just a few chapters ago we did hear that his way is difficult and narrow. Well, so here, here are two things that seem to be opposites, and yet at the same time, Jesus claims they're true. So is, is the invitation here to take my yoke uh, that I'm with you in this? Is this a picture of partnering? We're yoke fellows, right? And when he is the yoke partner... This is going to be much easier than when the Pharisees are or when the wolves in sheep's clothing are Mm -hmm. or when the thieves are. Because he's going to lead us in the right way and he's... He's so strong. He's so powerful. And because we of have that, rest, because of that, he leads us along that difficult, narrow way. Mm-hmm. And holding his hand, hand in hand with him, is what allows us the strength to take this path of most resistance. <laughs> the path of most resistance. <laughs> Rather than well the said. one we tend to want to go on, yeah. which is the path of least resistance. We think that if I take the wide way, it'll actually be easier. And I wonder if the issue here is how it looks versus how it really is. Because when I'm on the narrow way, I'm on the narrow way with Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know what? It reminds me of Peter being outside the boat, and he starts to sink. And I've always thought in my head, you know, had I been Peter and I started to sink, I think what I would have immediately done is started trying to swim back to the boat. But what Peter does is calls out to Jesus, save me. Mm -hmm. So here's Peter in this moment of struggle. And even in that moment, what he realizes is it's better to be outside the boat with Jesus than inside the boat without him. Mm. And so the wide way looks like being in the boat. It looks easier. It looks better. The narrow way is difficult and tough. It's walking on the waves, but it's walking with Jesus. Mm. And that actually makes it better when my hand is in his. Love it so much. Love talking about Matthew chapter 11. Thank you for joining us today for Text Talk. Lord willing, uh, you'll catch our podcast as it drops fresh on Monday with Matthew chapter 12. Woohoo! We will talk with you then. For now, let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for this day, for this week, for your word, the scripture, for Matthew chapter 11. Father, we want to know you, and we can only know you through Christ. And we are so thankful, Father, for the invitation to come to him to know you, to come to him to find rest. Father, we do, and you know, face some very difficult things when we're trying to lead a life, Father, apart from you and without you. We get ourselves in all kinds of trouble, and, and sometimes that's what it takes for us to realize we, we need a Savior and we need help. Father, even when we're walking with you, sometimes the narrow road is difficult. It's the path of most resistance. We are so encouraged to know and to be reminded that Jesus is our yoke fellow, and we're walking in him, and we're walking with him. And Father, he's lifting the load. God, thank you for the rest and the encouragement that we always find in Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.